Well, here we are, another episode of Fork Sports Highway, May 18th, 2023. All kinds of action, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, baseball all booming away. Uh, I called the show tonight, Yankees Cheaters, question mark. Obviously not. Uh, Obviously. Jimmy Buckets 2.0. Joker up 1-0. And the Stahl Brothers Hockey Hotbed Family. Uh, three brothers playing in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals for uh, Carolina Hurricanes and Florida Panthers. So uh, tonight's Fork Sports Highway, uh, we've, of course, got the legend Bill Deutsch over here. Hello, hello, hello. He's, he's got all kinds of sports to talk about. He's got topics he wants to get into. And then rushing Raven... Hi. Carlson Hi. made it in. Just whisked in here in time. It, I, I'm always on time. Yeah, well. Usually. She comes from a long distance to get here, so yeah. Hard work. Stahl Brothers, I think, are from Thunder Bay, aren't they? I don't know, Bill. But yeah. I wouldn't, well, you know, and that's, that's like one of my favorite hockey towns on the planet is Thunder Bay because of all the connections to the University of North Dakota of course, Al Pearson, the late yeah, Al Pearson, yeah. and 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 uh, Lotus, the lineman, and and then uh, the Hookstein brothers, and and Brad Williamson, and Chris wasn't Porter. Wasn't there a Johnson or something too that was a real good player from Thunder Bay? I, in, well, Greg, Greg Johnson or well, oh, he he played in the NHL. Yeah, Greg Johnson when uh, when he left here, he was like the leading scorer in school history. Um, you know there were, there there were at one point there were three Johnson brothers, and I'm not not the ones that were in East Side, but and and, and Grand Fork Central, but there were three Johnson brothers, and I think that's that family, the Thunder Bay one, because at that point in uh, UND hockey uh, lore, it was primarily uh, Canadians. We weren't getting so many guys from down here in the states. Uh, I mean, well, I don't it was know either Minnesotas or. Canadians. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, Minnesotans. Same uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Canadians are way cooler. <laughs> oh, God, you're going to get some feedback for that, Monty. Oh, well, okay. So, so yeah. Um, but uh, we'll, 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 we'll probably have uh, our guy. Boy, that light's getting me tonight. Uh, yeah, Keith, Keith Cummings is in the house, so maybe he can straighten us out on Greg Johnson's... Uh, Yay! Uh, uh, place of origin and, and Hi, whether, whether, what other uh, uh, hockey players from up there. So I suppose, I don't know, uh, do we get right into the John Morant thing? or I mean, I know we got all the playoff stuff going on, but boy, is that a topic and a half of... of, of and, and we did this, you know, a few weeks back, what, a month ago, two, two months ago, something like that, where he first... For, for the video? Yeah, we're ready. Oh, yeah, we got a video ad we got to get into. That's right. Here we go. The Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest is happening June 1st through June 3rd in Monaga, Minnesota. 
There's 14 hit country music acts playing over three days like Blackhawk, Colt Ford, Easton Corbin, and more. General admission, in addition to having on-site camping, will be available for RVs and tents. To find out more information about the Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest and how to buy additional tickets, scan the on-screen QR code, check out their Facebook page, or their website at midsummermusicfest.com. Oh, we got that ad, and then I got this little tidbit to go with that. All you have to do to win passes to this event is uh, sometime between now and the end of today's episode of the show, um, go over to GrandForksBestSource.com and hit the Contact Us link on the top of the webpage and a message stating, I want those tickets. So hit us with a message, I want those tickets, and we will randomly draw a winner um, we'll be doing that after the show tonight or uh, by the end of the episode. So a little before eight o'clock here, we'll say the, we'll and tell them where Monaghi is. It's right by park rapids. Uh, so like, that's like about what, two, two and a half hours out. Yeah. But well, just a hip scop and a jump. Wow. So, so what we're talking about is what, what three, three day event, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And is, is this, this, uh, tickets, uh, there are $300 value for both tickets there. So three day past all, all the events there. So kind of like we fast and moon dance. Yeah. Moon, moon dance. Well, or kicking up country up at, up at, uh, uh, Carl Carlstad. Yeah, there's three stages. There's going to be several bands playing on each stage. So, so you've got, uh, and that's um, well, it looks like they got quite a quite a few, uh, what three, four, four, four bands or acts uh, each night, and you know, I suppose they progressively get more popular as they go into the later. You think like, there'd be any alcoholic beverages there? Boy, oh, I, given yeah. given this part of the country, no, no, of all kinds of beverages. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, there's there's. A little bit of drinking goes on up here. What did we do? What, what, those Minnesotans? The Minnesotans. Yeah, you're kind of one of them, aren't you? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I did grow up 20 minutes away from the border, so I mean. Uh, okay. Counts. So, yeah, just go to gfbestsource.com. Top of the website, there's that Contact Us link, and just fill out your information. Say you want those tickets, and we'll pull up all the entries by the end of the episode here and pick a winner at random there and win a $300 value set of tickets. Nice. All right. Well, I, like I said, we, we – I don't know. You know, I, I said John ja Morant, but um, – Maybe you want to start with the Yankees cheaters. I don't know. Which is it, Bill? Well, I think you've got a little more knowledge on both of the subjects than I do. Oh, well, okay. So, so uh, Domingo Herman. I mean, his name uh, looks like German, the way it's spelled. G-E-R-M-A-N, but he's Hispanic and it's pronounced Herman. So Domingo Herman, I believe, is his full name and he's a pitcher for the Yankees and back a month ago he was pitching against the Minnesota Twins and came out for the end of the third inning and the umpires the first base umpire checks every pitcher's hands at the end of each inning nowadays if you know that Raven so they, the pitcher walks check, check okay never go, no, go, no no the pit, no <laughs> so I the, corrected myself so so the pitcher walks over to first base and the first base ump touches his hands and and that's that he sends him onto the dugout and particularly a month ago Domingo Herman had some sticky substance on his hand and the umpire told him to wash it off he went to the dugout came back out for the fourth inning and still had some sticky substance on like his little finger the way I read the story and 
the umpires, they, they, they were reading the umpire's lips, but he told him to go wash your hands. And he got to go back to the dugout and wash his hands and come out, out and pitch. Um, Baldelli, the Twins manager, comes out and promptly gets himself ejected, arguing that uh, Herman should have been ejected. And, and so for a good week, week and a half in Twinland, that topic was coming up over and over and over in all the sports news and, and, and discussion of the, you know, the Yankees were t- uh, t- cheating against the Twins and that kind of thing. And then, so this week, we fast forward now a month later, and um, two nights ago, three nights ago, well, the Yankees are in Toronto playing a four-game set. The fourth game is tonight. Um, so Monday night, Aaron Judge is uh, at bat, and there's a low pitch. And I don't know if what you guys know of the last few years with Aaron Judge, but he gets an awful lot of strike calls that wouldn't be strikes to anybody else, but he's six foot seven, and a low pitch below his knees is high enough for most people, but wouldn't be for him. And I'm supposed to call it according to the player, not the – his strike zone. Anyway, there's a low pitch. Boone comes out of the dugout, argues it, and gets tossed. So Yankees manager gets ejected from the game, arguing balls and strikes. The bench players are needling the umpires from the dugout. And Aaron Judge's explanation is, is he looks over to the dugout and he... he so there's this still footage they they freeze the camera and they see Aaron Judge's eyes in the at the dugout just before he hits a home run so now the blue jays are claiming that the yankees are stealing signs that their 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 first base coach and third base coaches are too far out of the box and they're reading the catcher and 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 pitcher signs and they're getting relays from the dugout to Aaron Judge as to what's what he's going to hit or what pitch is coming um, now, to preface this, though, in baseball, they're using a, a, a remote, an electronic device they, they, between the catcher and the pitcher. Yeah, they just started this the last couple of years, so they better to communicate. So they're not actually using signs. I think they still do a little bit. The visual signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're not using the same visual signs that we've, always, we've become accustomed to, the fingers right. down and all that. But at any rate, they're, they were claiming that Judge was cheating, and that went on all night into the next morning. So Monday night, Tuesday morning, all day long on the sports shows, was Aaron Judge cheating? They kept showing that picture of him looking in the dugout. Then lo and behold, on Tuesday night, Domingo Herman is pitching on the mound, and they check his hands, and he's got a sticky substance on his hands, and he gets ejected. And now he's got a 10-game suspension, just like Justin Verlander got a couple weeks back. Um, so I don't know. I, I, all of the pitchers are claiming it's rosin and sweat, that the sweat and the rosin together causing this t- tacky. How sub- do you say that? Rosin. R-O-S-I-N, right? Resin or rosin? No, it's, it's rosin. It's rosin. Now, resin is... It's a white powder. <laughs> are you, you going to your party days? Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> it's also used in crafting, okay. by the way. Okay, okay, okay. Monty. Hmm. Monty Python. So, didn't we discuss in a, a few weeks back? Isn't like a certain amount of uh, rosin permis- 
per, uh, permissible in Major League Baseball? Well, well it is. Well, there's, yeah, there's, they leave it on the mound. There's, yeah. there's a rosin bag on the mound, and there's rosin in the dugout. And, and it's supposed to repel sweat. Or, like, yeah, good for grip. And, and, and you know, in, in Domingo Herman's situation, then he had this, this, this brown stain on his pants in the front right after they checked his hand, but there, the, the reports show that he took tobacco out of his mouth and wiped his hand on his pants right after he did that. So that wasn't the substance that they were looking for, but that also plays into the whole conspiracy of the, of the stories. And, and so, I don't know, you know, uh, the Yankees are going to have to deal with this probably the rest of the season now if another pitcher comes up. Now, with Herman getting ejected last night, though, that was the first time a pitcher was ejected by a different umping crew than the previous three or four guys that were tossed were all tossed by the same ump. Oh, it's like this one ump had a, just a certain uh, stick up his butt because he was just, well, that was his forte. Yeah, it, apparently. His, I think his, his name was Cruises or something like that. Well, that's the one, too, that they were talking about the twins, right? Right, right. So the twins had problems when they were in Los Angeles, too. Yes, just this in the last couple of days also. Right. And was it the same umpire? Well, no, this is this Cruises guy. This, 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 this. this this, That's this supposed ump. to be just horrible. Yeah, and and, hmm. and apparently he called some strikes on the twins that were like three and four inches inside. Yeah, back to back pitches, and everybody everybody that saw the game was like, "This is ridiculous." It's like the umpires got a vendetta or some kind of a agenda. And then there was some fall ball too. Oh, that's the other down thing. The, so on so the first base, the Dodgers hit a ball that didn't land anywhere near fair territory. It landed on the line, on the outside of the line. It, it, well, it was like something like the eighth inning or something like that. I, I think, thought supposedly yeah. that it touched the foul line initially and then oh. never crossed the base. Because wasn't that the same game that went to like extra innings or something? And Well, I, did, yeah. I haven't seen the play. So, so you're saying it, it hit the... The chalk it hit the pri- chalk prior to going over first base, right? And they called it a fair ball. It ended up being like a double or a triple. Right. Mercing Baldelli was just super irate afterwards. Well, he got kicked out. Didn't yeah. He? Well, he yeah. ejected over that too. Then. Yeah, I think so. He's he's out. He's out a week. <laughs> well, all I know is the sports writers were all all the the, the Minneapolis sports. Talk radio was all about those pitches and and that, and that, and that, and that, and that, and that umpire ball. and that umpire. That's right. <laughs> And and so, I don't know. You know, I, I I don't know what it is about major league sports these days, but the officiating is some of the most atrocious I think I've ever witnessed. Whether it's these baseball umps or these NBA referees. Have you well, seen the players though? I mean, the players aren't much better. Well, there's there's so. There's, there's so many cameras. And, there's so many cameras and stuff on those fields that. Now we got HD and 4K cameras that can get better clarity of, you know, judge giving these looks like you're saying. and or freezing frames. And, you know, all they got to do is do a freeze frame. You know, it's just like someone trying to shame someone just trying to do a, like, if when they're trying to defame someone in, like, tabloids or something, you go by the supermarket and you see them, you know, trying to photograph someone mid-blink and pair it with a not-so-kind news story to make this person seem like a, a, a evil jerk. Oh, so, no. uh-oh. <laughs> We're in trouble. So, so anyway, the the... The, the whole thing with the officiating, and then so the Lakers and, and Denver started that series, and, and 
in that game, there was a play where, where Jokic pushed down Dennis Schroeder. And they called a foul on Jamal Murray. But he already had three falls, so Denver, Denver challenged the foul call uh, being on, on Murray, and it was really the Joker that did it. Denver wanted to fall on Joker. And five minutes... Of, of video review by the officiating team. Yeah, I didn't and, see that. And, and Jeff Van Gundy called it right, almost immediately. He says, well, that fall wasn't on Murray. It was on, it was on Jokic. Clearly, he pushed, he pushed Schrader down. And then they go to this five-minute video, and, and they come back, and, and Mark Jackson says to Jeff Van Gundy, it took them five minutes to do what you did in five seconds. You know, and that's that's the point is none of these officials can make a a conclusive determinative call. Everything has got to be oh well, I don't know. What did you see? What did you see? What did we see? We better go look over here. And and it that that's trying these games out. I literally saw a game this this uh season that the last 48 seconds contained like three video reviews and took 15 minutes to play 48 seconds of basketball. That's, that could be a lot of basketball sometimes. Players getting those fouls at the end just to force those free throw shots. Well, it was, it was, was it a tight game, too? Or? Well, yeah, but it was looking to see whose fingertips it went off of on this end and whose fingertips it went off on that end. And you know, Some basketball games, those final minute or two can just be but, excruciating. But as much of that that they do, they still miss a, a gazillion calls during the game. Um, for, for instance, my New York Knicks got eliminated uh, Friday night. Oh, they did. They, yeah, I know. It breaks your heart to hear that. Raven, did you know that? No, I did not. Oh, oh darn it. Is this thing not working anymore? Well, you probably killed it. <laughs> you wore out the batteries yeah, last yeah, week. The, uh, the open off. Don't tell her that. Open. Don't. Speak? No. Open. It's, oh. it, it's Chinese for on. Got it? Seriously, it says open. open for on. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it so, says open for on. So anyway, the the NBA comes <laughs> out. Sorry. Oh boy, <laughs> when, when we the, they they do a, a a review of the last two minutes of every game, the officiating, the calls, and the missed calls. And so Miami beats New York, but then the next morning the NBA league office comes out with. Well, we missed two offensive calls, offensive falls on Bam Adebayo, and we missed a a fall on Jalen Brunson. He was shooting and got fouled. So three calls in the last minute and fifteen seconds that they missed. The officials, three refer, three blind mice out there, and I'm like, well, what good does it do? I why are you reviewing this and coming out and making statements like that? Because it just tells you how much how how. Piss poor these officials really are, even with video. I don't know, Bill. Well, they definitely get graded at the end of the games. Well, so 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 then there's that, and then you want, the other flip of this is that there's some folks that have been doing statistics on Laker games and how the Lakers can be down by 20 points and make these comebacks because they get to go shoot 25 free throws in that second half. Well, I know I've seen... And, and how many second halves they had like that in the last month and a half. There's been proven facts in the past, where, in the, especially in the playoffs, where they've 
get referees to talk about how they were specifically told by NBA officials, you know, ease up on fouls on the star players or, or, or go, you know, make sure to make sure not to let anything slide in the opposite end, you know, it's depending if, you know, yeah. players or officials from the other team are rubbing the NBA execs the wrong way. Well, and that's what they're talking about is so suddenly, suddenly it's locked down tight on one end and then it's loose and free for all slapping, grabbing on the other end. And, and it's like, well, do you, is it just because you want Boston and Los Angeles in the finals then? Why don't we just have them two teams play the whole season then? Because uh, that's, that's what you're probably looking for. I'm, and that's what I'm afraid of in these two, these two conference finals is that the NBA is going to want that. They're trying to cho- the, choreograph the, their... Yeah, the classic matchup. Trying to choreograph the finals matchup that would draw more viewers, they'd feel. Yeah. More, more big market teams. <laughs> and, 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 and so... That part of it is it disappoints me. I just, like I say though, it surprises me that Jimmy Buckets got to go into Boston last night and take them down. And so the Celtics are down one game to nothing in the Eastern Conference Finals. And so that's an ace seed in the East. Well, and, and they're making a big deal out of that, but they're not really an eighth seed. They they had a, a pile of injuries throughout this course of the year, more than most teams, and so. Then all of a sudden they come together at the end, and the only one they're really missing off this team right now is uh, uh, Victor Oladipo, and he was playing a minor, minor role anyway. But they've got their main core group of guys, Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love, Jimmy Buckets, uh, uh, Bam Adebayo. Um, But they supposedly supposedly have nine guys on their team. Undrafted. That were, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's it, it, a ton of undrafted guys. But that's that's the the Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, Bob McAdoo uh, type of of of. of so these scouting. guys are all coming from the G League or just undrafted guys out of college? Yeah, undra- well, they were all star college players. You know, they're but maybe more later the, round draft picks. Yeah, or? and and well, well, they didn't get drafted. Oh, yeah, but the, but there's only two rounds, mm, too, right? Right, right. Where there used to be like eight or nine rounds, you'd go on and on and on. Where we're like, so so you got this. Um, what's his name? Um, oh, escaping me. Well, you got a Vincent, and you got uh, the Martin kid, and then you've got the the white guy, the Strugs Strugs. For, for, for which Lakers. team again? Miami. Oh, oh for, Miami. For, for Miami. I was gonna say Lakers. Austin Reeves. Well, he's been dropping. He's been doing really well. He, he's a free agent at the end. Yeah, of he's been dropping those threes. And the Lakers don't have cap space to sign him. Yeah, he's gonna be making some headways come free agency time. But so so anyway, there's that the 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 way the officiating is going on. So we've got we've got Denver uh, hosting Los Angeles again tonight, starting at seven thirty. So game two. And I don't know if you watched the game one, but I didn't. You know, I didn't even know that that game was on. Oh man, the Nuggets came out and were blowing them out. We were up by twenty, twenty-one at half halftime. But then they got in up or close, got close in. enough to three on them, right? Yeah, and and in fact, they had a three a couple point, different times. Yeah, and and the last time it was a three-point lead, and the Lakers had the ball. And they came down, and LeBron jacked up a three and missed. And then all of the isolation talk after the game is, was that a good shot? Was that a good shot? Was that the best shot they could have got? And well, that, I remember, Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I saw this follow-up about how, like, when the Nuggets won, no, one game uh, won that, 
it was like the first time, or not the first time, but the first time in quite a while that the Nuggets beat the Lakers to kick off a playoff series between them. Like, very, very limited success in the past because the Nuggets were quite the laughingstock as far as their postseason success up until, what, recent years for the most part. Well, right, and and, and the one um, historical thing with, with the Nuggets was that they were like one of the very first eight seed to upset a one. Back, uh, Dukembe Mutombo was their center, and they upset the... Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, uh, Seattle uh, Supersonics, and and that was a big. But then they didn't make it out of the next round. Um, but no, the thing about Denver, you know, because Denver is one of the four ABA teams: San Antonio Spurs, New Brooklyn Nets, Indiana Pacers, and the Denver Nuggets are the four teams that survived the ABA in 1976 when they merged. And of those four teams. <clears throat> Obviously, the Spurs have five titles. The Pacers have been to the finals. The Nets made it to the finals twice. The Nets actually played the Spurs in the 2003 finals, so it was an ABA final. But the Nuggets have never been in the finals. This is, I believe, their chance. Never ever since uh, merging then, huh? Yeah, 19, wow. 1976, they've never been into the finals. And, and so well, I, Joker I, had quite a game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had he had like thirty four points and 20, 21, 22 rebounds and and assists. dozen assists. It was a triple double, but he had a triple double at halftime. Um, the one thing they're, they're talking about in that game is like the Lakers. Does Raven got the notes over there on the NBA? Playoffs? I think yeah, latest on the NBA playoffs. Um, NBA playoffs. Yes, Lakers eliminate Golden State Warriors. Four games to to advance into the conference finals after a 122-101 to 101 victory. Boston Celtics win series against Philly. Y'all, stop laughing. I don't know jack sh- whatever so, so, about sports. So, 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 so the, the, the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers had a game seven. Was that on Sunday? Was it- yes. I believe so. I think I got it noted on there, yep. yeah. Yes, it was. And 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 so, uh, who won that game? Uh, the Celtics won. Yeah, Bill so, Simmons was pretty happy. <laughs> so 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 we have Boston playing Miami in the East, and who did, who did Miami finish off? Uh, the New York Knicks. Oh God! I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Monty. How long were you and in they, recovery mode, Monty? Um, I still am. Oh no! I still and they am. have already played one game. Yeah. So so Miami and 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 Boston have had a game. Um, was that last so, night? Was it last night? Yeah, it was. Okay. So Boston and Miami played last night. You got any results yes. over there? Boston and Miami. Jimmy buckets. Um, I don't have that. Er- Okay, I did. I, I got a score right here. Yeah, Heat got the win, one twenty-three to one sixteen. I think Mr. Butler, the former Timberwolf, got what thirty-five points. Well, and, and on a Heat check, I saw that he had a three that bounced up way up in the air and came back down and went through, or something to that effect. And I didn't see that. One. Guy has just been. Well, he has been playing pretty. Of all the players in all of the NBA playoffs, wide. He has been by far the most consistent performer throughout so far. I mean, the guy has just been. Yeah, he's probably MVP of the playoffs right now. He 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 put out he put out 
the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis with some monster games in that series. My Knicks couldn't do anything to stop him. I mean, he it, it was like he was scoring almost every time he got the ball and wanted to go to the basket. I was almost underdog rooting for you just for, for your Knicks to make it in, just hearing you, you know, go through your trials and tribulations you've talked about over, you know, the last, like, you know, year and a half or so I've been on the sports show with you guys, just about, you know, all the, you know, Knicks, you know, it's been a while since, you know, they won the big one there, so. Yeah, 50 years. Yeah. This year, it's 50 I mean, years. I mean, I mean, it's unlike the Nuggets, you know, at least they, they've won it compared to, you know, like you mentioned, the Nuggets, and, but. You know, you want to see one, you know, a little more recently. <laughs> yeah, well, one, one before I die. <laughs> and I think about the sports fans and, and how wrapped up in, in, in teams we can get. And, like, so, I don't know, what year was it when the Cubs won, like, the World Series? Like, 20, 2017, 2016, yeah. somewhere in there. And, and, but prior to that, it was, like, 1908. So Yeah, it was quite a while. Almost, yeah, over 100. Over 100 years. And so all of the people, all of the Cub fans for over 100 years that lived their entire lives and passed away and never got to see it. You know, same thing with the Boston Red Sox. It was dang near just, just about, about, about 80, 85 years, something like that. And, and here we are as Viking. Well, you're not a Viking fan, but us, us long-suffering Viking fans that I was a kid and got to see them in four Super Bowls. And when I was a kid, well, they go to the Super Bowl every year. They go to the Super Bowl every yeah. year. You get spoiled, you get used to it. In 1976, and they haven't been back. And we see John Beergard in the chat. He's saying uh, Butler's been incredible. If Miami makes it to the finals, it's not going to matter who in the West makes it because they are going to be tough to beat. Hmm. Isn't it time for an ad? Is it? I think it I, is. I just, I, think, I just. Oh, we got a video ad coming up. Is that it? Yep. Ray Mike? Yep. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Yeah, Churchill Shoes. God, every time I hear that ad, every time, all I think is sass dealer. That's one heck of a sass dealer. That's... What's a sass? You don't get it? Sass? Uh, sass dealer? Talking about sass. That's shade. I don't know. You should know, Monty. You're full of sass. You should have seen him at work this morning. He was like, gosh darn truck. Or was that yesterday? Or just like, I guess I'm going to load my own truck. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, such a sass dealer. I, I was basically running the whole show out there by myself. Loading the trucks and driving the trucks and delivering everything and yeah, well, I asked if you wanted help and you declined. So you know what? You'd have been in the way. You'd have just been in the way. You okay, Monty? Just like your Knicks were. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So okay. Yeah, my Knicks got eliminated. Sass dealer. So Monty, the way I'm getting the feel for it from your analysis here is you're kind of wanting the Nuggets and the Heat in the finals. Yes. Is, yes. Yeah. 
Yes, absolutely. I think that would be an interesting final. Um, uh, I, the Lakers in Boston, they've been there, done that how many times, Bill? Like, you know, 17 championships for Boston, 17 championships for Lakers, something like that. And and it's, it's yeah, big markets. But I don't know, does anybody really like the way the Lakers put this team together? Uh, well... Or, 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 well, the least, way you guys talked earlier in the year that they were oh, garbage. Be lucky yeah. to even well, make the playoffs. Yeah, there's period. been well, and 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 that was so until they did the trade deadline and the and the the players that rolled in suddenly all got hot hands. D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Harchamanga from the Wizards, um, Jared Vanderbilt, all those guys, you know, former Timberwolves. And suddenly these guys are playing like all-stars. I mean, yeah, we've been having so much fun kind of dunking on, on the Lakers and LeBron just because, oh, they lost this many games again. They're starting off the season this bad, and now all of a sudden, it's like you said, they're on fire. <laughs> and I'm surprised they eliminated the Warriors because it seemed like the Warriors would, I, I thought for sure, push them to a game I, seven. That, that, that did surprise me, but the one thing the Warriors didn't have was an answer for Anthony Davis. Well, Anthony Davis and LeBron are really the two that run this team. Well, I know, and, and I'm surprised that to this point of the playoffs, they're holding up. I am, and, and as, as much as I despise LeBron James, there, there is that little bit of respect factor that he is 38 years old, and he is playing in the Western Conference Finals now, and he is one of the leading guys on that team, if not the leader. Um, although when they lost the other night, would you like to take a guess as to which player was the very first guy off the floor and into the locker room? Raven? When the Lakers lost, who do you think was the first one to leave the court? LeBron James. <laughs> Correct. Correct Amundo. And and it it was like that that look we've seen a thousand times when he's going down the tunnel to the locker room, like it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's everybody else didn't play well enough. I played well enough. I haven't seen a grown man throw a fit like that in, like, ever. Like, this is a grown man making millions. Why are you so upset? You go home to a big, beautiful house, beautiful wife, probably kids. Like, how are you so angry over a game? Like, I don't understand. His, his oldest son is the wealthiest NIL name, image, and licensing recipient in the country. He's like worth over $5 million, and he hasn't played one college basketball game. And he didn't win the California high school championship he was in. They, they got dusted off by somebody else. So I'm like, yeah, he's basically dad's name. He's, he's, he might be a Biden. I mean, really. <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me. I know Beer Guard's kind of echoing some of your uh, playoff sentiments here about the Lakers. If they deserve to be, if they get to the finals, it's because the Warriors and the Grizzlies really should have eliminated them. Well, they should have. Mm-hmm. They should have. And, and that's the other. And we, we saw them the one game after the show last week or no, two weeks back. But uh, yeah, I, I was just surprised how, especially that last game in the series, it was a dominant win. So yeah, just seeing the way some of those games were pretty lopsided by the end was really surprising. Well, and well, they, the. Other thing that I heard about Nell, which I thought was pretty nice, is that the the top football player for next year is Archie Manning's grandson, and he's going to the University of Texas. And 
he refuses or his parents have basically said, you're not getting any nil money until you're a starter. So they've basically banned him from doing anything to do with nil, Hmm. which I think that's a very good decision. Well, I don't understand why why a, a, a James son should get all of that money, or an Angel Reese, or or a Caitlin Clark, or any. I can see getting something, but I don't see getting millions. I just don't see that. I see uh, Supersonic's been trying to. Get I, in I haven't been getting any of his calls. Uh, came, came in on. So. Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't understand freeloaders like he like why is his I agree with you Monty like why why is his son getting millions like what uh, what did he do I'll I'll shoot a supersonic Steve a call make sure he's got the right number here okay, okay. yeah well the other weird thing is that all these girls that were in you know college and had all this nil money they're not even making these teams in the WNBA the ones that got drafted in training camp. Right, right. There's been like, and that and two of the Louisiana State girls got cut. Yeah, somebody got cut today, and then well, some of the ones from South Carolina have already gotten cut too. Well, and, and I also saw one of the WNBA players claiming that it's 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 such a shame that these gals are being cut from these rosters. They, they there's a need to expand the WNBA. <laughs> these these girls should be on a roster now. That's hilarious, considering that they can't turn a profit with the teams they got, and we're going to expand just to create teams. And and the NBA itself is like holding them up. You know, I, I don't. Well, the Angel Reese, I don't know if she thinks she can even make a team. I don't know because she's going to stay in college and <clears throat> continue to get the nail money. Yeah, because she's making more money then there she than would, she would ever do playing WNBA. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, they're going to have to sort that out and get it done with. Um, Joker's up one nothing on the Lakers. They're playing again tonight at seven thirty. You know anything about Jokovic or jo- Jokic, the the Serbian center for the Denver Nuggets? He. All he, I know is I don't know how to say his name. Well, when he was a young boy, you see pictures of him. He looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy or something, and and he he is doesn't look like an athlete whatsoever, Bill. No, I mean, no, he, he looks like the guy from Dallas. Yeah, yeah, like Doncic. I mean, he's he's big and 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 uh, he's he's strong, but he's not fast. He's not a big jumper. He he just is skilled, like fundamentally sound right. skilled. Yeah, he doesn't look like a real athlete. But but if he was if, if the ten players on the floor were to line up on the baseline and race to the other end, he'd be last. Yeah. I mean or or, or if or if they would line up to do like a broad jump, I you know, I, I gotta believe he's like last in that too. And but gosh, when he's playing the way he plays there's a reason he was MVP twice. And then, no, that was another thing. He, he won back-to-back MVPs in the league, and he was, was one of the leading candidates to get it again, and then came up with the, uh, the whole, uh, the whole uh, race card. 
Well, he's only MVP because he's white. Steve Nash was only MVP because he was white. Larry Bird was only MVP because he was white. That this kind of thing. This race stuff needs to go away. Well, in, like, good God. We're talking about some of the best athletes that have ever played, you know. Supersonic Steve there? Uh, working on it, Monty. Okay. I, I oh, could, technical difficulties. Well, I could hear the phone, but I couldn't hear anything else. But anyway, yeah, so so that's where we're at with that, the, the whole Jokic thing. And he, he personally could have won it again this year, but they passed it on to Joel Embiid. And, and where's Joel Embiid right now? Well, he didn't play like no MVP in that last game for Philadelphia. Yeah. Boy, that – well, they had game six at home. Wonderful. The Philadelphia 76ers, and they had a chance to put away Boston at home, and they, they let Jay, Jay, Jason Tatum light him up in the fourth quarter, and then Jason Tatum lit him up for the whole game in Game 7. 51 points he put down, Bill. Yeah, I saw some of that one. In, in, in Game 7 histories, you know, um, Steph Curry had set a record in the Game 7 against Sacramento in the opening round with the 50-point game to close out. And then Jason Tatum comes back and puts 51 down in this uh, semifinal, Eastern Conference semifinal game to break that record. I mean, we still got a few games to go. What kind of scoring records? I mean, because that's been the thing, the scoring records. Well, nobody's ever going to get to 100. Wilt, Wilt, Wilt's one and only, you know. But but I can see a guy getting a 70-point playoff game. Well, it's possible. Yeah, that's, well, there's that. And then, um, well, let's see, what else? The Kraken finally got eliminated. I yeah, suppose that was, was a game seven. We liked that. Yeah, I saw it. Whoa, what was that? Technical difficulties. I want to know why the Kraken's logo is not octopus tentacles. It is the Kraken. I want to know. I Their marketing team is terrible. It's terrible. Like, why is it just an S? Like, honestly, it could be the House of Slytherin from, like, Harry Potter or any other S ever. Like, this bugs me. Like, you missed out on the best opportunity. Like, you can have an S. Like, they're from Seattle, isn't it? Okay. You have the bendiest letter, and then you have a Greek creature that has tentacles for arms. I don't understand why it is not an S made out of tentacles. I don't know. Like, I don't know what, like this bugs me. Like how so, you have the name Kraken from Seattle and you're not going to do octopus arms. What <laughs> do you, do you, do you like the fighting Hawks logo? Maybe. No, I don't. I like the fighting Sue. Maybe they, maybe they did some, Research into why they had uh, what logo they ended up with. Oh, there's a history behind it. I don't know. So what did the octopuses sue? Like what? I don't know. What? All of a sudden, ancient Greeks are back, and then they'll just be like, "Oh, you can't use our." fictional character as your mascot. Bear with me, Steve. I'm trying to get the blue. How about they could have had Sasquatch or something, too, couldn't they have? Yeah. 
Absolutely. He's Sasquatch. Right make it furry. Like, Sasquatch furry. Okay, there we go. Like, I don't right understand. The isn't that where Sasquatch is supposed to be? Yeah, like Washington? Yeah. Yeah, somewhere around there. I don't know. I think Seattle's in Washington. Right. But I don't... But Washington is also on the coast. Like, why? I want to know why. I want to know why. Why is this not an S made out of tentacles? Their marketing team is terrible. You cannot convince me otherwise. I suppose they wanted to have something that looked like Supersonic Steve. Supersonic (laughs) Steve! There he is. There he is. We're back. Yeah, that was about a fiasco, but we're on. There we're we go. On. We're, we're Still here. not as tragic as the Kraken's logo. So, so yeah, you know, we we had that discussion last week when when producer Dale went to wrestling and and oh, yeah. and our 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 notes for Raven just had uh, team logos, no names and cities, no. How could you do that to me, Dale? There's so many. How did you do? How? There's so many brackets online that that the the only one I found that was up to date. I found one. I was just happy I found a bracket that was up to date with the wins and losses, and and so I just printed off. I didn't think about the logos, so that is all on me. I'm the worst Raven. I will burn in hell. I assure you. No, it's fine. I'll be right there with you. So while we were party up, you going through the technical difficulties to get Supersonic Steve on here, Raven was giving us about a 10 minute rant on the uh, Seattle. Uh, Kraken logo um, that should have tentacles and not just be this this serpentine s. I don't know. The Kraken though, like I don't understand. I don't. This is the easiest thing ever. Like literally. Like, is it just me? Am I the only one that thinks like this? Your name is the Kraken. I like. Yeah. Get Kraken on this logo. Like. Right. It's ridiculous. When it came out, I think a lot of people were going, well, who, what the, you know, F is a Kraken. But then, you know, everybody, well, you got to think about where we're at, too. You know, it's a different world out here with, Oh, sure. So so everything had to be be A-OK politically correct. Oh, shit. You wouldn't, oh, you probably had to have 27 surveys just to, you know, figure out. Surveys, is that what they did? Focus test. I really hope they didn't do surveys, and whoever was doing those surveys was absolutely terrible then, because, like, who is going to come against a Greek mythological cryptid? Now, wait a minute. you got to remember, have you ever been out here? I mean, it's a different world. It's a different world. It's a world that I I don't want to be a part of now, because they don't have tentacles. Like, I don't... (laughs) Well, Technical uh, world. Well, Here we go. I don't know if I want to well, be in that world. Okay. Well, the, 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 <laughs> Bad play on words. I'm sorry. The shape. So many analogies. Sorry. The, 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 Supersonic the, offered you a job last week, too. Oh, I did. Yeah. I come on out, man. Uh, I got a spot for you. I'll tell you that. No what, problem. You know what? Don't. That, that might happen. Don't do that. She'll, she'll, she'll Wait, have. Do you know how to get a hold of me? She got to. She's got to figure out how to get her horse there. Yeah. Supersonic Steve. Uh, I mentioned to Monty earlier. If he's still mourning the Knicks being eliminated from the playoffs. I got to ask, how was it going through that game seven? I saw the highlights from the game. I thought the crack and teased a last second comeback there, making a, like a goal with like seventeen seconds left with like yeah, uh, empty netter. Six. They scored right right at the end. Uh, to be honest, I you know, you guys know it more thoroughly than I do, but I just think our guys wore out. I mean, they did. Uh, they did. I, 
you know, they busted their ass the whole time, every game. But I think, it, you know, when I got down to seven at away, I just think they got beat, you know, physically. I think they wore out. And I, you know, and I don't know hockey, but I, it looked like it from a fan standpoint. I've read, I read some interviews with, like, some of the players and coaches after the game, and it sounded like no one was thinking the Kraken would make it into the second round, almost into the third round, into the conference finals, because, you know, like I said, game seven, they, almost, they were that close into making it into the, to the conference finals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're no slouch. There's no, I mean they're tough, tough kid, man. I well they they they, they were they were the uh, the lunch bucket blue collar group of the whole playoffs. Exactly. And, exactly. And and you know uh, Dale was just uh, he just mentioned my Knicks and my Knicks were kind of the same thing. They were the a lunch bucket bunch. They weren't. Uh, they were supposed to be a play-in team at best. Have have the Yankees been eliminated already? Or the Yankees are. <laughs> They're cheating too. They're cheating. Oh, dang. <laughs> Even I got to hear that from Seattle too. Huh? Oh, man. Yeah, that made it all the way across the country. Oh, shit. <laughs> one, one, one sec here. We're jump in real quick. We're about to go to our next ad here, but before we hit our last ad of the show, so probably like the next twenty-five minutes here will be your last chance to enter to win a pair of those tickets, those three hundred dollars value passes to the Gone Country uh, Music Midsummer Music Festival uh, Music Fest. Excuse me, June first through third. Three hundred dollars value. Again, all you have to do to enter: go to gfbestsource.com, hit the contact us link on the top of the website, fill out your info, and with the message saying you want those tickets, and within about 20 to 30 minutes here, we're going to pick a random winner and give away a pair of passes. We've already got several entries. We want to make sure you get at least a few more, give everyone a chance to win here. I think well, they want to see Paul. I think Paul's going to be there, isn't he? Paul, Paul, Paul may or may not be jamming out, like getting his country on like okay. no other. Maybe okay. as good as he did at Kenny Chesney last week. Paul <laughs> is everywhere. I just want to say that. He's everywhere, and he will always be intoxicated. Okay. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, Paul. Exactly. Aww. There we go. But uh, I think we're ready to throw this next ad here. Okay. Well, is this a video ad? Uh, no. no. Northwest Tires. Gotcha. Northwest Tires. Uh, I got... I, I, it's... Yep, there you go. Well, so Northwest Tires has a job opening, uh, front counter sales. It's located on Gateway Drive. The uh, counter sales position is working with customers, writing up work orders, dealing with selling tires and inventory of the tires. Pay will depend on experience. Also, the benefits list that you guys have, have already. And note to give, any, give, give me a call with any questions. Uh, call Chad Hoff at 701-780-8473 or apply online at nwtire.com. Benefits are... Paid time off, health insurance, 401k, and more. Um, boy, that's uh, one of our less detailed ads, but I see it's scrolling across the street screen, so that's helpful. Um, butchered that baby, but I got through it. <laughs> huh, I wonder how much they're paying. I can sell tires. It's all right. No, um, no, that one's a little bit more ad a little more ad lib. Northwest Tire is pretty awesome too. I mean, besides, you know, yeah, they're looking to hire just like I mentioned, front counter salesperson, but they got all the stuff you need to go to for a, a lot of auto body shops in town. Oil well, change, auto repair, you name it. They do all kinds of stuff at Northwest Tire and we love Chad Hoff. He's a core part of Dirty Thursdays, one half of the Bullring boys, and he's a guy you get he runs Northwest Tire and like well, I said. Well, and Northwest Tire is also uh provides all the uh, tire uh, service for Red Moon Runners. 
Mm, nice. You ever heard they of They also do trailers. So, like, over the winter, you're worried about, like, trailer tires. They do trailers, and they do them very well with repacking bearings and everything. We are conveniently located up next to the truck stop on Gateway Drive and uh, pretty good location for them. I mean, actually right down the street from the truck stop. So they get a lot of business that way also. Uh, but, yeah, Northwest Tires, good to go. Um, yeah, the Knicks... Uh, Bit the big one against the Miami Heat. Uh, Miami's already up one game to nothing on the Boston Celtics. Uh, they're supersonic, Steve. What do you think of that? Yeah, you know, uh, I was surprised, actually. I, I was surprised they won. Me too. I thought, Me Boston, too. I thought Boston was going to come in there and wipe the floor with them. Well, that, um, after, after the way Boston handled Philadelphia. Yeah, it. I was surprised. Um but I hadn't watched, you know, them real closely because I just thought that, you know, going in, Boston Hat was a better team. Yeah, I, I would say, I, I mean, overall, for sure. And, I think um, they've got better personnel. Boston does. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think. Yeah, that's what I thought. The one-two punch of Jalen Brown and, 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 and Jason Tatum, and then you throw in a guy like uh, my favorite player on that Boston team is El um, Horford. Big, oh, yeah. Big L is yeah. just a solid, solid player. He, was he a Georgetown guy? Um, no, actually, I think he um, he was on that. Wasn't he on those Florida teams? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. The Florida right. teams yeah. with jo- Joe Kim yeah. Noah and that bunch. They won a couple of national yeah. championships. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Who but, was the coach then? Didn't he go to the NBA? Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, now you're. <laughs> His dad was in New Jersey, wasn't it? Horford's? No, or the, the coach. Coach. Yeah. Um, boy, he won I, some. Ch- yes, I think you're right. Uh, I. His dad. Yeah, they was won some, like two in a row. Somebody in a prep school in. Well, New Jersey somewhere, and then <clears throat> his kid went to Florida, and then was head coach in Florida too. I thought. Well, yeah, I, I can see the guy at Florida there, and I'm, I can see his face. His name is escaping me. Was he Billy Donovan? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Billy Donovan, and then he went to the NBA. I don't know if he's still there or not. I haven't really yeah, I don't think, followed him. I don't think the NBA worked out for him. You know, some of those guys are just made for the college level. and Right. You know, True. So the, I agree with that. But but now that you got, you're talking coaches, what do you think of the bloodbath of the NBA head coaches? I got notes on a couple that got released this past week here. Yeah, so you got a list that who who's all been because these these are like guys that won the championship yeah. within the last three years. Couple of them, um, Monty Williams with Phoenix was coach of the year twice in four years, and he got fired. Yeah, I, I also got Doc Rivers. Seventy Sixers got rid of him after just three seasons. Uh, I I already got so, sources. And he he was a coach for a long time. In- yeah. The Clippers, right? Right. And, yeah. And and, and, yeah. He, and the last time the Celtics won the title in 09, he was the head coach for Garnett and Paul Pierce and that bunch. And there's already rumors about the next coach the Sixers are looking to hire. You got Mike uh, Budenholzer, Sam Cassell, former T-Wolf, uh, Mike D'Antoni, Nick Nurse, Frank Vogel, and Monty Williams. Sorry. So, yes, and, and so Nick Nurse was the head coach at in Toronto. Toronto won the championship, what, three seasons ago? And... and so he's fired. Um, Buchenholz was the Milwaukee Bucks coach. They won the title um, year before last. 
So yeah, I just I, uh, and and so he got fired. Monty Williams was coach of the year twice in yeah. the last four years, and they fired yeah, him after just four seasons. And, and but Doc Rivers now, I understand his firing because of that poor display in Game Seven for the Sixers. And you know, I don't think you can blame the coach when James Harden and and Joel Embiid both decide to crap their bed and and don't show up. And the MVP of the league. And the MVP of the league. And before you came on Supersonic, we were discussing MVP of the league, and because of Joker. And I don't know if you were privy to any of the chatter during the season about uh, the reason Joker, because he was up again for it. And, and, yeah, and people, about the white, the color yeah, of his yeah, skin. Yeah, yeah, exactly, the color of his skin. And then, and then bringing up the same thing with Steve Nash and, and also. Uh, well, they probably don't like him because he's European, too. Well, yeah, but but it, it, it doesn't matter where he's from. I mean, it if doesn't matter about a skin player, color. It doesn't matter about right. any of it. It doesn't. And I'm saying, if he's the MVP of the league, what yeah. difference does it make? I could care if he was orange. If he's the MVP, give him the MVP. And end of the story. We don't need to go any further. Well, best play. And 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 that's the thing is, is I thought that with Embiid getting it, that. Um, he was going to have this monster playoff and, and you know, live up to it. And he really didn't. I mean, and, no, and, he didn't. And, 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 and I'll give him the fact that he did have a, a leg injury of some sort that was supposed to be hindering him. But still, if you're out there and you're playing, you know. Play. Yeah, that's right. And, and you so, get paid for it. You get paid a lot of money. So, so anyway, there's that. And, and, and. So we've got Jimmy Buckets put on the big show last night, and he put on the big show against my Knicks, and he put on the big show against the Milwaukee Bucks. And, and you know, up here in this part of the country, the running joke with uh, the sports shows in Minneapolis are that we could really use a guy like that. Oh, wait, <laughs> we had him. <laughs> yeah, 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 you did. And, and, instead and you they, let him go. Instead, they, they, they put their... Their their basket all together with Cat and and Andrew Wiggins and let Jimmy skip town and I think I'd send both those guys down the road if we could get Jimmy back up here. Gosh, yeah, and he had that horrible exit from the Timberwolves where he pretty much just demanded his trade and then there was that awkward like what five to ten game stretch where he was kind of playing while demanding a trade while the Timberwolves were trying to find a good offer and it was just super super ugly. And I, the only Timberwolf game I made to was their home opener against the Jazz from several years back. And he did a great, just crowd-pleasing speech saying how supportive he was of, of the team, had the crowd totally in the palm of his hands, and then things got ugly a year or two later. And, yeah, yeah, just... Well, okay, so... Is the ownership back there any good? It well, seems like there's always some issue going on. Well, Glenn Taylor um, still owns the team, but he sold it to another billionaire and A-Rod. As we say, Alex Rodriguez is a partial owner, right? Yeah, yeah. A- A-Rod's one of the minority owners, and A-Rod shows up courtside at most home yeah. games. He's there all the time. He's kind of the face of the ownership group. And I don't know, you know, he's a baseball guy, so I don't expect him to be in the end as far as recruiting and scouting and that kind of stuff. But... Um, they do need. They did need some fresh blood. Um, Glenn Taylor, uh, boy, who owned that team before him? Mar- Harvey, Harvey and Marv. Remember, was it two guys? Wasn't there like a politician that owned them for a while? Prior or? owner of the t- Timberwolves. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was uh, a guy. I can do a look up here. I a, 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 
Marvin Harv or something like that. It was it was two guys. One was Wolf. Last name was Wolf. Oh, you're not talking to Blitzer. That's a no, 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 that's no, no. We're talking two billionaire guys, guys in Minnesota that that were the first owners of that team. And when they sold him to Glenn Taylor, that was supposed to be the fresh new start. And of course, Glenn Taylor brought in the hometown hero Kevin McHale to be the GM and what did Kevin McHale do but start pulling under the table moves and signing Joe Smith and circumventing the salary cap and Timberwolves lost four straight years of first round draft picks so you know Kevin McHale nobody ever brings that up about him though that 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 tarnish of of, of his basketball legend well that draft's coming up pretty soon too isn't it well, now that we're talking about the draft, so it's tomorrow. Well, no, the 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 lottery itself. They had that the night the, before. Yeah, but the right? draft itself isn't until June. Oh, the draft. Well, yeah, that's oh. not very far along. Well, to me it is, but yeah, it's, it's probably two weeks away. Okay, yeah. so so I got on here. The Lakers' original owners, Harvey Ratner and Marv Wolfenson, yeah, brought brought it here, and after a few years, then. Glenn Taylor took over in 94. Yeah, yeah. Harv and Marv. Yeah. And Marv. The original Minneapolis Lakers owners. How about that? No, 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 no. No. Out in the, they're, they're, the, they're the Timberwolves owners. Yeah, they, they brought Timberwolves. They brought the, uh, Minneapolis uh, Timberwolves. They, the, they were responsible for bringing them, the Timberwolves. And they also happened to be the original Minneapolis Lakers owners from my research here. Really? Yeah. I thought, I thought the original Minneapolis uh, Lakers were, were like... I'm, I'm going off the our, website. Our old news guy, Sid. Yeah, Sid I'm, Hartman, and I'm going, I don't think he owned the team. All right, well, I'm going off. Uh, he worked for him. The website Dunkin' Dunking with Wolves. Uh, no, that's probably makes sense. Yeah. So it's probably you know makes sense that those guys were involved in After, the original team because they were old men when they when the when the Timberwolves were in, in their inaugural yeah. season. So they had something to do with the Lakers. Yeah. And- I'm co- I'll, I'll quote the article here. After winning one of four expansion bids in 1987, the Lakers' original owners, Harvey Ratner and Marv Wolfenson, prepared to bring professional basketball back to Minnesota in the 89-90 season. And then after a few years of truly awful performances, Glenn Taylor came into the picture and purchased the team for $88 million in 94. But so, huh. so anyway, the, the, the Timberwolves and the, the NBA draft have been just awful. Just I mean, Kevin Garnett. And then John was, Biergaard just uh, confirmed it on the chat too. For yeah. there you go. But but the Timberwolves, the the their one draft uh, superstar was Kevin Garnett. Everybody oh, everybody oh, else they ever drafted was um, made it partially, partially made it hit the road jack didn't make it. Um, they had some big ones that went bust. Bust. Or, or, and then, Isaiah Ryder. He was Christian Leitner. Well, then, then, so then the one season, and then they, they never, they never got lucky in the in the ping pong balls either because every time they had a chance to move up and possibly have the number one pick, they never got up. They always moved down. And isn't that funny how that works? Yeah, you, you know, it, it, I, it, absolutely. And then, and then the one year. Here's the players available: Shaq, Alonzo Mourning, and Christian Leitner, and they end up with Christian Leitner. Which, you know, well, yeah, the huge, he was coming off a huge college career, the two titles with Duke there, and yeah, and but, just you know, he had high, high hopes, and then there's all the horrible post game interviews with him, and yeah, uh, he was a head case. I mean, when in the NBA, and he was a, he was like a spoiled child when he got there, and then and then you I have. I mean that's I mean that's 
that's how it works there. Well, and, and Kevin Love was basically Christian Leitner 2.0 when he got here. Uh, I like I like Love actually. I know a lot of people did. I thought he was a good basketball player. But he was one that was pushing his pushing his way out. Was it? Didn't he go to Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. And, and well, now and his dad played in the NBA, didn't he? Yeah, like well, um, his dad was Stan Love played for the Lakers. And his uncle was in the Beach Boys. Yeah. Mike Love, lead singer oh, really? of Beach Boys. Yeah. So, oh, there we go. Bar, 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 bar. Money. Man. I know we were talking a bit about it before the show. I can't recall if, you know, when I was dealing with the technical stuff early on, but other NBA news or some other major stuff. I think it was in your title, too. Some, before we wrap up, I want to make sure. I, I don't know if you still want to hit on or not. Some controversies, some oh, repeat offenders. Oh, what? John Morant? Yeah. Yeah, that's, we were saving that to get into it. Uh, John Morant, uh, I don't know, Supersonic. Did you see that? Is he? Let me. Let, is he the one with the gun? Yeah, yeah. Second time around. I, I think he's a knucklehead and he shouldn't be playing. <laughs> well, sounds like he's going to get a nice lengthy suspension. I know. What did you hear? Bro? Well, he should. Well, I heard half a year, half a season. So, so Raven, what happened? Well, he's he's hanging around with. So here's the incidents. The first incident he was involved in this this season had to do with the him and his entourage after the game being in a suburban, um, getting into an altercation with the Indiana Pacers team bus, and and somebody waving a red laser uh, at, at the bus. At the bus, and the NBA investigated yeah. that, and they banned John Morant's friend from any like for six months from going to Memphis games. Then there was this incident at John Morant's house where he had this party and they were playing basketball in the backyard and he beat up some 17-year-old kid, him and his buddy, the same guy that was in the suburban with him. And now, yeah, the one that got suspended for the games. Right, right. Yeah. And, 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 and now it sounds like that... The guy he was in the car with in this last instance. Okay, so then, then a month ago, he's in he's in the stri- strip club in Denver with no shirt on, waving a gun around. You remember this Raven? No. We, we talked about this Raven. No. Why is he not in jail? Well, because he's not. Exactly. Well, apparently. I'm sorry. You're waving a gun around in a public place, no matter where it is: strip club, supermarket, anything. Jail immediately, or at least having a hearing to like go, you know, get get tried for some kind of citation for something there. Well, yeah, no, no, because they, like, they, how they, many warnings they, do you need they, before this guy kills someone? They, they, how many warnings do you need? They they suspended him for eight games. He went into like this. Uh, I know he got some counseling. Drive by, they called it drive through counseling. Oh, is the term. <laughs> I didn't realize playing for a big team is a get out of jail free card, and I don't like that. Well, well, I, think, well I think there was probably some money exchange. There was. There, there was. A, he was originally charged with a misdemeanor criminal offense in Denver, and the Denver prosecutors, after further review, dismissed the criminal charge against him. So he was that part of it was off the table. So he did not a lawbreaker, but a knucklehead nonetheless. Now this latest instance, he's just. He had to come back and give, make all these apologies after doing the drive-through th- counseling and being suspended for the eight games, and he apologized. And Powerade didn't cut him from their ads, but they didn't run the ads. They've kept them on hold. They were going to try to reboot it. And Nike didn't. They have a $300 million deal, shoe deal with him. 
Nike does. And they stuck by him. They said they, they came out and made this statement. This is after the first instance now. Now this weekend, right after getting eliminated from the playoffs, he's out riding around, listening to rap music with his homie, and his homie that's driving the vehicle, who I believe is the same character that he keeps getting into trouble with, is it takes the camera and points it at Jaws. They're singing along to the song, and Jaws got a gun in his hand, and his buddy realizes it and takes and puts the phone down really fast to try to mask it. There. Mask it, and if you see the video in and of itself. When it happens, you don't notice the gun. But because we live in an internet society... Freeze frame. This is on Instagram, and it's frame by frame, and it's in one or two frames you see the gun before he pulls it down, the camera, and the gun. I don't understand why grown men are acting like children. I don't, like, how is being a professional athlete... Is this guy even an athlete? Yeah, well, he's... Or is he just a friend of an athlete? Well, no, he's... John is the... Star, star, superstar player with this friend. Okay, well, a fallen star he is. This is ridiculous. 23 years old. This is 23 years old, and he's making millions. No wonder he's screwed up in the head. He hasn't even earned anything yet. He's 23. I don't... What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This 23-year-old's making millions? Are you kidding me? I should be a professional sports player because I would never have to go to jail or have any consequences whatsoever in my entire life. Well, but, but, but that's, that's, and that, that has been an issue for some time now where, where these guys are overpaid, undereducated. Cause if, yeah, can he read? Yeah, punk, no guns, punks, no loitering. Punks How about be, that? But, but then... then if you want, if you go on social media right now, you'll find as many people sticking up for this guy as there are um, trashing him. And the ones sticking up for him are well, well, he didn't break the law. I thought all you NRA people are for guns. I thought you it was okay to have guns in this country. Oh, it's all it's only okay if it's a white guy with a gun. The problem John Morant is having has nothing to do with skin color. It has to do with an image of his employer. His employer, the NBA, does not want to be seen as the home body of Gangsterville. That's the issue. Too late. Oh, I mean, he, there are some limitations as being an NBA player. Oh, right. It isn't like you're going to be able to go snow skiing. You're not going to be able to right. it's codes have of a conduct. motorcycle. You're not going to be able to have a snowmobile. I, I, I was, yeah, things that, dangerous activities that could injure, injure you and prevent you from being able to perform. Right. Performance contract uh, clauses. Same thing with, with image, the, the guns. And, you know, the, the first guy that I was talking to a buddy of mine about this, and, and I said, John Morant, it reminds me of when um, Allen Iverson was getting into trouble. You know, Allen Iverson had a gun-waving incident. Huh. Allen Iverson... Oh, he got in college, in high school, man. You know. Well, and he was, when he was in the Sixers, he was waving a gun around outside a residence one time. And, and, then, huh. and, then, and then Allen Iverson was the one that... All the NBA teams used to come to... Like they used to show up like hockey players do with suit and tie on, all well dressed, you know, manicured and looking professional. The they the the whole rap thing, the whole the whole gangster look with the baggy pants and the chains and stuff, that started seeping into the NBA arenas. And then their entourages were sitting in the front rows 
with of the best seats of the house. And the NBA didn't like that image, and and that pushed back at Allen Iverson. And you know they had a big well, and he started to conform because he had to. But that's what it reminds me. John Morant reminds me of Allen Iverson in in that sense with the guns and 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 the the the, the gangster image and that kind of thing. But the NBA does not want that, and they're the employer. They get to dictate the process. I mean, what would just imagine if the referees started ha- acting like that? <laughs> You know, it would be a whole different, or, or a whole the, another or, layer or to the, add on top the, of that. Or the, uh, or the, or the, secur- the security staff and the concession staff and everybody else associated that everybody wanted to just start hacking and waving guns around. I mean, obviously they're lower on the totem pole, so if well, yeah, anything well, of that nature would happen to them, they would be instantly yeah. axed. Oh yeah, oh, I don't exactly. think the totem pole should exist. I'm sorry, but if you have the audacity to wave a gun around in public. I hope someone shoots you because well, you the, are demonstrating a threat to safe to the safety of the individuals in the immediate area. You deserve to be shot. You deserve to now be wait, shot. Now wait a minute. I, I couldn't agree more. But what's going on in New York with that ex Marine that choked that guy out Oof. on the subway? Yeah. He saved all those people's lives. And now he's being prosecuted for murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A man getting ass backwards. Well, and 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 yeah, I, I mean, so you have a guy, a mental health issue with a guy that's uh, threatening passengers on the subway, and this ex-marine subdues him and holds him down. Um, and, I don't know, you know. Apparently, apparently, we're just supposed to societally um, tolerate somebody attacking people and, and doing whatever and nobody's supposed to respond. You're just supposed to sit there on your hands and, and hope that nobody gets hurt while that maniac is running around doing what he's doing. Um, it, it, it's, 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 well, it's much like the, the world we're in where you, know, you can't even have a, a logo that might be offensive to some uh, fringe, fringe, fringe group. Well, do you think it's just them going through the formalities of it all, just to do, do proper due process? But do you see this more than likely getting dismissed? Well, I just—I mean, there, what your there, gut tells there, you. There, well, there is a, a a level where you have to. The, the, the determination is going to be if whether or not more force used was used than necessary. And and you know that's the same thing they do with the police or or anybody. But when you're protecting, yeah, when you're protecting um, yourself or or another person or even property, you know, the the law doesn't look at it um, objectively. It's a subjective test. So they have to. If you were a juror on this guy's case, you would be asked to put yourself in his position and think if it was reasonable for him to act in that way not whether you would disagree with how he did it or not and that's the standard in a, in a situation like that and you know typically you don't ask jurors to do that but when you're talking about a self-defense or a defense of, of, of others and defensive property that's the standard is was it reasonable given the circumstances for him to act in, in that manner. And I don't know. I'd have to say yes. I know. Uh, I would too. There was, a, 
There was a deal at a bar in Minot this weekend, too. Did you see that? I certainly did. I of, did not. What happened? Wow. Okay, so so one of our, you know, we, we did for weeks, we had all these ads on, on, on um, the poorhouse. And, and we talked about the bands that played there. Well, a band called Tripwire played at this bar in Minot last weekend. Right. Tripwire was playing in the bar in Minot. There was an altercation between a 33-year-old guy and a 40-year-old guy. Um, Monty, I'm sorry, but I'm getting word that we got to move on to other topics here and get back to sports. I'm I'm getting the official word. Sorry. (laughs) Well, we got the Stahl brothers in hockey. Okay. So the Stahl brothers, that was a gun thing. But uh, that all started with John Morant and the Grizzlies guard. So there you go. Um. But he will likely be suspended and uh, lose all these endorsements, a $300 million shoe deal with Nike. Slap um, on the wrist. Well, Keith has got to find out if the Stahl brothers are from Thunder Bay, too. Yeah, but so, so we've got the Stahl brothers playing um, two of them. Against each other. Yeah, the, the Carolina Panthers, the, Carolina, <laughs> the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes are playing in the Eastern Conference Finals game one tonight. And two of the Stahl brothers are on one team, and the third brother's on the other team. And one was on the Wild for a while. Yes, and, and that's the one that they, they can't believe he's still playing because he was out last year. He didn't play at all last year. Uh, Jordan Stahl? Yeah, it could be. I... Um, but anyway, the Stahl brothers, but uh, uh, apparently this is like the seventh or eighth time brothers have played in the conference finals against each other. But... There were these brothers from Chicago. Oh God, I should I should know the last name. It's escaping me right now. But there, there were they like, didn't play for the Johnstone Chiefs, did they? No, no, no. They're not the Hanson brothers. <laughs> no, but there there were like seven seven brothers that played in the NHL. That that played. Uh, really? Yes. What a family. Um, yeah, and then they he Poor ended mom. up he ended up being the coach in like Calgary or somewhere. One of those guys. Yeah, yeah. They're still, they're, they're still in hockey. I know. The name is escaping me. It's driving me nuts here. Yeah, I, I think I, I, got, I got in the name of our title here. Um, it is uh, the Keith yeah, Stahl Brothers. Well, yeah. no, no, the Stahl Brothers are the ones playing right now. But there's another family of brothers that have played in the NHL playoffs against each other many, many times. Um, well, there's a few Kachucks, too. Now, I guess while, while you're thinking about it, I want to make sure you give a shout-out to John Beergard. He's been giving us awesome uh, – or he's been uh, sending me a little – couple quick texts here for NBA updates for the uh, semifinal match going on right now because right now uh, 14-13 Lakers are up about halfway through the first quarter and Austin Reeves is tearing it up got a bunch of points already he's at uh, seven points already so appreciate the update John Beergard so yeah I guess I'm unfamiliar with those number of those other past brothers you're referencing for NHL history there so as I say it's it's got to be somebody that was either Calgary or Edmonton's coach uh, they used to play in the NHL, had another yeah, brother that played. Okay, people in the chatter, I see Keith coming. The chat is referencing Eric Mark and Jordan Stahl, from the, all from Thunder I'm guessing he means it, Tampa Bay. No, Thunder Bay. That's oh, Thunder where, Bay. That's where they came from. Oh, from, from, oh okay. Because that's up kind of by Keith up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So The, the Suter brothers. Suters. The Suter brothers, there's six of them. Yeah, one played Yeah. at the same time as Parisi at the Wild. Yeah, so and so, I thought they played at Wisconsin too. The most famous, College. yeah, 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 and 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 so one of the most famous uh, hockey families in history is the Suter brothers. There's six of them played in the NHL, 
and uh, oftentimes wow. against each other. And then, can you as, imagine having Thanksgiving with that family? Oh, it'd be like having Thanksgiving with the Deutsch brothers, <laughs> Bill and Bill, Bill and his five brothers. You know, there are no girls in that family. There are six boys. Can you imagine? I mean, uh, if you didn't watch out, they might eat your fingers. <laughs> just pass me the gravy. Yeah. It's like, and, and, and don't look up because the food's going to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Jimmy, head down. Jimmy will eat it. Yeah. No. Um, okay. Well, we got one more ad here. Uh, I think this is a video ad, isn't no. it? No, it's no. River Cinema 15 and the Shire Buyer and Grill. Uh, one for that, don't we? Not, not for that one. Make the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill your next dinner and movie destination. Both are located in River Mall and East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's feature attractions are Rally Road Racers, Hypnotic, Love Again, Evil Dead Rise. Some of the, uh, you can find the complete showtimes and listings online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about the Tuesday special of $5 movies all day long and $5.50 senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. I think we looked into the senior matinees being 55 and older. <laughs> uh, well, because they vary across the, you know, town and all. The River Cinema has luxury recliners, expanded concessions, and now serve adult beverages and family-owned and operated by the same company that runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. For their showtimes, look online at morefamilytheaters.com. So River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Well, that's that. Um, let's see. So we were talking about the Hockey Brothers, the Stahl Brothers playing against each other, and then the Suter Brothers, uh, six of them having played in the... Monty, real quick, I want to mention we do have a winner for that contest for the giveaway for the Gone Country Midsummer Gone Country Music Passes here. Ooh. So we just we just All picked right. one at random here. We got Tammy Bowling. So congratulations, Tammy Bowling, for winning the Midsummer Gone Country Music Passes. There, um, we'll get a hold of you after the show. Here, we got your contact info. So thank you for entering, and thank you again for everyone for entering. Uh, we still got a chance for more people to win here after. Uh, Throughout the next week, week or two, uh, we got we still got several pet, pairs of passes to give away. So stay tuned for more chance to win. Stay tuned to GFBS on social media, or just keep listening to the shows. That's when we're announcing when we're giving away pairs of tickets. So thank you again for everyone for entering and Tammy Bowling. Congratulations for winning! It's here in the chat there right now. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again for everyone in the chat tonight. It's been a lively chat. A lot of people in the chat tonight. John Beergard keep coming. Uh, uh, I think Peterson was in the chat too. Several people. Um, I know we're down to our last 10 minutes or so here, guys. What, any final topics here? Well, let's see. Um, well, apparently a pitcher hit another bird. <laughs> I, I, I put a, I, I, I didn't hear that. <laughs> what, yeah. what do you got for us? Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Zach Allen, uh, while warming up in the outfield, threw a curveball that hit a bird in mid-flight, killing the animal. Oh. And, you know, appropriate enough, this is a Diamondback picture, and the last time this happened was Randy Johnson from his Diamondback days. Yeah. Oh, is it just the Diamondbacks? You know, they're, they're snakes going after birds. Is that, what, is that what's going on? Could be. Could be. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know, there's, over the years, there's always, they were talking about uh, freaky, freaky incidences on, on um, sporting events and whatnot, and one one had to do with some. It was out east coast. There was a, a rainstorm, and they had to cancel the game. Uh, east coast, the west coast. One one, and I forget which which pro f- team it was, but they had to cancel the game because there were so many frogs in the outfield. 
remember seeing a report about that. Yeah. And yeah. And, and and then you know you you do you remember when the uh, cat the the cat there was a cat that got on the field some. Oh yeah, I thought that was Chicago or. Well, and and but also, you remember the bat in San Antonio, and and yeah. it was flying around. They had stopped the game because there was a bat, uh, you know, flying and round and basketball. round. Basketball, yeah, at the basketball game, and and finally Manu Ginobili grabbed it out of midair, and he was the hero. <laughs> You remember seeing that? I don't remember that at all. Wow. All right, yeah. Manu. I hope he's up to date on his shots. Good. That's God. exactly what everybody was saying. Cool. The Mariners were playing uh, at the old uh, dome, and the ceiling started falling in. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And to cancel the rest season. Roof, roof panels were falling down. Yeah. So, so there, yeah, there's all all kinds of stories of different, uh, you know, things like that. I, I think the. Uh, if you, oh gosh, who was the old guy uh, for the Chicago White Sox? Uh, oh, he was the showman. He was like a Bar- oh, Barnes and B- you're talking. Yeah, uh, with the disco thing. Yeah, the one he he was the one that did disco night, and they they had to cancel that game because they were burning the records in center field. <laughs> uh, I remember that. Um, uh, showman, showman. They, yeah, and 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 isn't he also the guy that? He had the midget bat. He brought a yeah. midget into bat, and, and, and didn't then he, Bill Murray have something to do with the guy too. Yeah, well, there was, there was yeah, Bill. What? What? Oh gosh, I want to say the guy's name. Was he related to Bill Murray? Yeah, he could be. Uh, Bill Veck. Bill Veck. Yeah, Veck. was the guy's name. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and 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 he was always coming up with these promotions to try to draw fans that had nothing to do with baseball, literally. Sending a midget to the plate to pinch hit. Okay, I thought outside the box, uh, bring in the eyeballs. You got to give them props, you know. Oh, Wear I, that promotion I, hat. I think, I think uh, Bill Murray owned the St. Paul Saints at one time. Yeah, I, I, I remember him having, because Bill Murray was a big, big baseball fan. I remember him being spotted at a lot of minor, local minor league games uh, you know, in, in the past. minor league baseball out here and uh, down in uh, Montesano, Grace Harbor. He was he played like in the single A uh, baseball. Oh wow, Bill Murray. He did, yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I wanted to get into just a little bit before we wrap up is the um, so the NBA draft uh, ping pong had their deal and the lottery, the lottery, and and um, well, one of the issues was is that the uh, number one pick. Well, first off, the number ten pick. The Dallas Mavericks got fined seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for tanking at the end of the season to try to save their draft pick because they traded their draft pick. It was a protected number ten or or lower pick. If it was lower than ten, the Knicks got it. If they made the playoffs or they or, or stayed alive, the Knicks got their pick. Well, the, the Dallas tanked the last week of the season, got fined for it. It was obvious they tanked, and then they lucked out, and their pick is ten. So the Knicks don't have a first-round draft pick. This was in the Kristaps Porzingis trade, okay? The Knicks did have a pick, but they traded away at the end of the season for Josh Hart from Portland, which was a pretty good pickup for them. And they have a stack of first-round picks for the next five years after this season. But so Dallas tanked to, get, to keep their pick. 
But the San Antonio Spurs tanked the entire season. They traded away all their starters and basically played G League and bench guys all season long to finish in the bottom four to have a shot at the number one pick. And who in the hell ends up with the number one pick? San Antonio. San Antonio. Well, it's kind of like it brings back memories of uh, how the Magic got two years of number one picks with uh, Shaq and Hardaway that well, one year. But with them, it was actually the ping pong. They had they had like one ball in that bucket that time. Right. Yeah. And it happened to pop up. Yeah, just extremely lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was pure luck. Mm-hmm. They didn't tank to get there. Right. The Spurs tanked this whole. I'm like ridiculous. So, so, and I was t- telling Sandy this. I was explaining her the Dallas and the Spurs, the, how their seasons went, and how they both tanked. There's a picture online right now of Greg Popovich driving a tank oh. on social media. How appropriate of a meme is that? Oh you my know? gosh! And 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 now who are they getting? Well, yeah, they're going to go some Frenchman. Yeah. Well, well, can we say his name? Anybody? I couldn't say. I'm it. not going to when, when uh, well, it starts W-E-M, I know that, and then it's got four four more letters and then four more letters after that. So it's... it's um, and he's seven foot five. Yeah, well, he's a Frenchman, and that I'm always suspect with that, but boy, they sure seem to think he is the next greatest thing, and they've anointed him about as well as uh, LeBron. LeBron James was anointed coming out of high school. Uh, so, yeah, the well, draft I think he itself... Played in- in uh, Vegas last summer. Oh yeah, and he played really well. But but I'm just saying, it's like, is 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 the how old is he? He's only eighteen, eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, he's pretty young. Money, not to interject. I know I got a couple quick score updates yep. and a couple quick items to get into before uh, you, got, you got your last things. I want to make sure you're wrapped up with all your no, stuff before I, I jumped was, into stuff was, here. The draft thing was the right. last thing I had. Steve, Raven, Bill, anything you guys got here before I jump to my last couple of things here? All right, so nope. all right, so yeah, I will fire away here. Uh, NBA, quick score update there. What's going on? Uh, it's almost end of the first quarter. There, a few minutes left. Lakers are up twenty-one twenty, and in the NHL right now, in their playoff game going on right now, we got end of the first period. Carolina Hurricanes are up one to zero over the Florida Panthers. And then just a couple of quick things. We didn't give any Twins love. I'll just give a quick shout out here. Had a couple of huge games this last week. Some monster wins against the Cubs, eleven to one and thirteen to three. Just some monster games. Yeah, um, and the, the sorry, Steve. Go ahead. Well, they, they've they've uh, but they've also um, they're, had some terrible injury luck yeah, this week. Three injuries against uh, the Dodgers: uh, Joey Gallo, Jorge Polanco, and Nick Gordon, all suffering injuries. Uh, yeah, it sounds like Gordon's going to be out for a month too after following a pitch off his leg. But Twins still in first place somehow, some way in the AL Central with a twenty-four and twenty record. Then also we'll give a shout out to the Arlington Renegades beating the DC Defenders 35 to 26 to win the XFL Championship game. They're kind of going in underdogs. They went into the playoffs with a 4 and 6 record. The DC Defenders were heavily favored. They were favored to win by 8 points because they went to the playoffs with a 9 and 1 record. So props to the Arlington Renegades. A bunch of XFL players have already got drafted by the NFL. They are allowed to come Monday. So it was interesting following that this past week. I'll give shout out they to They wouldn't be drafted. They'd be Maybe oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not drafted. Miss Miss Boke, yeah, signed, signed, yeah, not drafted, yeah, signed. It feels like a draft almost. Hey, all these XFL players are free to go, but I mean, bigger and better things, bigger and better paydays for them. So, but yeah, good for them. Yeah, good, good on them for getting earning a second chance there. 
Then uh, Fargo Force, they're in the playoffs in the Clark Cup Finals. Game uh, game three is uh, tomorrow night against uh, the Youngstown Phantoms. They are down zero games to two, so they'll be playing Friday night and Saturday night. I went but to their... they'll be playing in Ohio. Yep, Ohio. Yep, away. Yep. Youngstown. Yeah, Youngstown. Uh, I went to their game a couple weeks ago, 3-4 loss, but that was in a game, a series they won against the Lincoln Stars. I saw they had the lead 2-0, to zero, and then Lincoln Stars, they tied it up in 10 seconds. They made two goals. It was just gut-wrenching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then a, a very abbreviated uh, motorsports minute here. Uh, Kyle Larson had an awesome last lap pass against Justin Allgaier, and then Allgaier tried to pass him in the final lap again later on that lap, but Larson successfully uh, fended him off and sent him uh, spinning out. <laughs> so very cool, and I know Raven was asking about it a little earlier. River City Speedway will have their season kickoff tomorrow night, they, unless, you know, bad weather last second. Uh, but well, I was just asking because of the rain today. Yeah, I, I, I checked their Facebook. Just they, They're always great about keeping their Facebook updated with uh, announcements if the races are going on. Last I checked, they're still a go. Uh, but you know, unless if there's more bad rain ahead, but well, uh, we hope it's above freezing too tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my god! But uh, and then oh, cold back there. They have hot chocolate. Well, I'll no, sit it, in the stands when it's freezing. It, it, it's okay. it, it had been up into the 80s, and then and then now we've got overcast and rainy, and the temperature big drop, and apparently the smoke from Canada is blocking the sun from getting down on us or something. I don't know. And then one last thing, I guess I'll give a shout out to EA Sports. They said that they re, because of the NIL, they'll be able to pay college players who give the okay FBS players for their ne- next year's college football game. So it'll be a first time ever. So another good deal for players getting compensated. So shout out to that. They'll be they coming out what? next year. Uh, so FBS players, if they give the okay to EA Sports, EA Sports will be having their first college football game in like about a decade actually and uh because of the nil if the ni if the football players give the okay if they agree to it uh ea will pay them for allowing them to have their likeness and their name in the game so wow yeah and that's in esports or in, in e- ea sports the, the publisher of the football video game the college football game so i, th- I think they should actually do like uh well, as long as we're doing that we should do some uh throwback uh, ea sports games and have like the university of north dakota and NDSC yeah and, yes and we could have bill and even oh, in the yeah game. all right throwback team yeah give us some yeah yeah you and you certainly do it they can certainly do it we'd yeah. rather have dave osborne <laughs> but that that's all i got um are, are you ready for your wrap-up money i guess so anything else guys nope I'll be out there in September. Oh, yeah. He's coming to be live on the show in September. Oh, heck Super yeah. Sonic Supersonic Steve. Steve. Yeah. Big news. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! You're going to be here. We'll have a party. Yeah, oh, the, there will be cake. Got... Yes. Oh, bring the dog. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. But, uh, <laughs> he's right. in that shot school right now. Oh. He's in school. College, we call it college school. He's being uh, trained up, so he'll be uh, be ready to go. There you go. All right, guys. If, he, if he's ready to go, we'll bring him just to put him on the show. Yay! Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Later. Bye. You bet. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for tuning in to tonight's Fork Sports Highway. Catch us live every Thursday at 6.30 right here on Grand Fork's Best Source, live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. And if you missed us live, find our archives by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast, streaming, or social media apps. We're everywhere. Support GFBS by leaving us a five-star review on Google or checking out the donate link on top of the www.gfbestsource.com website. That's all for today. We'll see you next week. Here's your breath.